0: table than this shit dude there's no reason our knees should be touching right now it's not it's not a like, ju- it's like not official it's not official no it's not official jujitsu right now i like it and then you're looking right at my soul too <laughs> like, i can like reach over and just touch you <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I tell you i right <laughs> oh, you bought some that. taekwondo in there you don't dude. want that buddy
1: dude i signed up at a, uh i signed up at a second Third gym today, course.
0: dude just for fun or because you want to spit in god's face again by trying to alter? The body he gave you or uh
1: well i am uh perfecting the body he gave me which is oh my god it's a tall order i know yeah yeah and uh yeah i don't know i just felt like a second gym i don't know if it's like a midlife crisis thing or... are
0: we talking about like a fitness gym like yeah like
1: a place where i lift.
0: okay so you're already a member of la fitness no right? no it's it like la
1: fitness that place is junk all right. uh lifetime fitness that's the one all right and then i just signed up at alpha elite which, which is, is Stafford.
0: It's just another. Lift. It's
1: like a. It's like a cooler gym. It's like a. It's like. It's more like
0: hardcore, sort of. Like CT Fletcher's gonna be in there cussing yeah, up a storm. Yeah, it's almost of, like CT.
1: Fle- it's the. It's definitely the kind of gym you would see CT Fletcher in, uh, motivating the fuck out of you to get big. <laughs> the fuck, fuck, taking it easy, get big. Yeah, lift that shit. God, I love, C- I love me some CT Fletcher,
0: man. Fuck that noise, man. We go live. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, get, let's get
1: let's get after it. Let's get this going. All right, man. So here we are, here episode nineteen.
0: You just said nineteen last week. I twenty, even, episode twenty I mean, of I the thought... Bromos
1: Jiu-Jitsu Podcast, live from yeah.
0: okay, recorded, recording live from, from <laughs> Hensel Gracie
1: headquarters, Sugarland, Texas.
0: Yeah. What's man? What's up, man? Not much, man. Been a been a good week. Finally, Friday. Um. You know, it's funny, because we talk about, like, you know, people get all excited about, oh, uh, thank God it's Friday, but for us, it's almost like, we still have to teach Fridays, we still have to teach Saturdays, you know, and uh, this weekend should be awesome, because we have a couple of people competing at that um, Third Coast Grappling.
1: Is that this weekend? No, yeah. no, 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 that's that's, uh, that's March. This no, the, weekend the, is, the, uh,
0: the one for the kids is this weekend. So, it's a
1: kids only this weekend. Yeah,
0: so, like, yeah. Alina and Brody are competing on that one, and weigh-ins are tomorrow, Sunday is the actual tournament, doors open at 2, so... And yeah, you know, we get all excited about Friday. but Yeah, I'm excited about Brody us.
1: and Alina fighting. That's gonna be, uh, they've been working hard. Yeah, Brody always does well. Alina's been, she's been. we were killing her the oh, other yeah, day. We,
0: if she can survive what we put her through, she's gonna be she's just gonna fine. She's gonna
1: be just fine, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see how they do. It's gonna yeah. be pretty cool. But, uh, Jesus.
0: What else is going on?
1: Besides me getting swole. <laughs> <laughs> we <your,
0: with> <laughs> <team memberships> got <laughs> two memberships.
1: Uh, Literally, it's like, I, I, I'm like, okay. So I could do lifetime in the morning, at uh, they open at 4 a.m. So I can get up, I can get up uh, Jocko style at 4:30 or 5, get to the gym, get a good workout in, get home, get cleaned up, get to work. Um, if I want to do a second workout, then I can swing over to Alpha Lead after work, yeah. knock out a quick workout, and then come into Jitsu and train. Or if I don't feel like getting up early, I can just do Alpha late in the afternoon. Oh, it's just a different, it's just a different scenery or different. Or
0: view. you could just get rest and not uh, have two memberships to two different gyms to lift heavy shit. Like again, I can sleep. Marcelo Garcia has never lifted weights his first entire of all, life. I can all rest right. when I'm dead. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's number one. Uh, number two. I'm not Marcelo Garcia.
0: Yeah, none of us are. (laughs) But I mean, like you know, this whole thing with two memberships—it's crazy to me because I wouldn't even have one. But like, you know, I I guess because I've never been a fan of gyms or lifting weights or supplements and all that. Like, how do you keep up with all that? Because you're training jujitsu, you got a full-time job. Now you got two memberships. Like, I. (laughs) what do you do to recover? Do you take supplements? Mm. I mean, like what, what, what's going on here? You just so That's a good question. Uh, you know, I think one is sleep, which
1: sometimes it's hard to come by, especially this month for me. I've had a hard time sleeping, but I'm, it's, it's picking up. But so supplements, there are supplements to help you sleep, supplements to help you recover. There's some good stuff. I'm not a huge supplement guy, but I do take supplements uh, just because I do do a lot of stuff to my body. Um, but the thing about supplements is most supplements I've taken I've been very underwhelmed by I've not really been you know overly impressed or felt a lot of, of uh, benefits from it, but I will say uh, I Start taking uh, Jocko supplements Jocko from from Origin. origins yeah. and uh, And I did that because through Invictus we have a little deal where Ari uh, and I are sponsored instructors for, for origin with with the Invictus deal and making our geese and stuff like that. They're a supporter of our movement. Uh, but they sent me some uh, supplement stuff. And I was like, okay. And they sent me uh, the uh, joint, I think it was the joint warrior or something like that. It's a uh, joint warfare. So it's for your like for your yeah, joints, yeah. obviously. They sent me some uh, hypnose, which is for sleeping.
0: Hmm.
1: Sent me some fish oil and got some test for like testosterone booster. And I, I'm going to tell you, man, this is the first time I've actually taken supplements when people ask me I will recommend it because i took the joint warfare and immediately felt remember i was coming off all that tendonitis it really helped me kind of come off of it and get my body feeling normal again uh and I, where i feel good physically good like i don't feel like anything's like hurting uh the fish oil is good you know, fish oil is always good for you the 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 hypnose man when i first took hypnose, i've taken sleep aids before and it would always leave me groggy when I wake up. Oh, you know what I mean? Like you still feel medicine heady. Yep. It's hard to wake up. So I would always always be nervous about taking them. So I took the it knocked me out. I got a solid like six to seven hours, which for me is pretty good, and uh, woke up feeling refreshed, like ready to go. Like I was amazed and shocked by it. I, that was the one I recommended more than anybody else was that Um And the testosterone, I definitely feel more energy. Once I've, I've been on it for over over a month, I definitely feel more energetic and stuff. So. That's the only line I've ever taken where I'm like, "Wow, you know." And then of course, just pre workouts and stuff. And I've never I haven't tried the pre workout because I have my own pre workout I, I use, um, that I've been playing with, and, and it works good for me. I think a lot there's a lot of good pre workouts out there. But uh, yeah, I think supplements are good, for for if you're doing a lot of physical activity, and that's, that, that wears your body down. And certainly doing a lot of jujitsu is one. And if you add lifting in it another but uh, do you take you do you take some supplements
0: so no not on no no supplements for this guy um, but going you know like you talked about pre-workouts and I think right around my blue belt was when I started trying to play around with uh, pre-workouts because you know you know you got your blue belt; it's pretty serious now right you know you got to get after it and you got to conquer the world so my experience with pre-workouts was an absolute shit show. It's almost like you have to be Walter White from Breaking Bad to like figure out a good combination or what to take, whether it's a half a scoop, a full scoop. And then there's all these weird timelines like, this one's taking 30 minutes before your workout. This one's 45 minutes. This one's right before. And Man, I had every kind of hiccup you can think of. I take it. Start driving to the gym, usually about a 35 minute drive when I first started from where I was living. I'm in the car, super road rage, sweating, biting off all my fingernails, just like super because it was like already coursing through my my, 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 my blood, you know, and it just getting me. And then I get to the gym and I'd be flat, you know, then I'd be like, okay, no, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that because that's not working. So I'm like, okay, well, let me get to the gym and take it there, right? Yeah. Take it there monster through the warm-ups, right? Monster, give me some more, you know, hip escapes, man. I'm murking all these warm-ups. <laughs> then it gets time to live, bro. Dead, flat, you know. Then, you know, you kept playing. I kept playing with it, trying to figure out the right sequence, the right timing, which brand. And, man, it was just an always just an absolute shish. And the scariest thing to me was, um, like, right around Purple Belt level was playing around with different uh, pre-workouts and, going through the workouts the warm-ups I should say and starting like to feel like I couldn't slow my heart down mm-hmm. and uh, you know just shortness of breath and it was kind of like damn man am I gonna have a heart attack here you know and so I never had any real good consistency with when it came to supplements I was not supplements but pre-workouts I was never able to really figure out like the right sequence of when to take it how much to take it. Um, so I don't I don't do any of it now. And for me, it's funny because you say supplements. I know you're talking about, you know, actual supplements when you talk about it. But for me, I still lump everything together. Like your
1: workout's still like a supplement.
0: But see, in my mind, it's like yeah, it's when you when you break it down, it's it's I still kind of lump everything together. Yeah. But I think what you're talking about is just more to help with recovery, well, being more preventative mm-hmm. on on some of the some of that stuff too. For me, like the only thing I've ever done, like I said, is is, is the pre workouts, and it's just never ever gone well for I, you, think, right? I think it encompasses all
1: and I do mean all like pre-workouts and supplement just as much as the recovery supplements or you know yeah. they're just all different supplements to supplement your your workout I've taken pre-workout before training like if I had a hard day or worked out real hard and uh, like early and uh, then I want to get like I'm going to train that night like say on a hard night like a warrior Wednesday or, or whatever we're doing I'll I'll pop a pre-workout just to get my body back up and going. That's probably not recommended because you're really not supposed to take pre-workout twice in 24 hours, but...
0: Or put it directly on your tongue and then drink some energy drink. That's you, that's
1: always the way I do it. And uh, I don't know how your heart I'm exploded, like, man. When. Listen, I'm a savage. It's not uh, something that everybody yeah. can do. I don't, okay. I don't know what to tell you about that. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's... I don't know, man. Supplements, I think it's. It, it's... It's just one of those things, I think, as individuals, you have to play with and see if it works for you. I do think as you get older, like the joint warfare or anything, you know, the stuff for your joints is super helpful, fish oil, those things just keep stuff lubricated and
0: moving right. Yeah. I think you would benefit from it, too. Well, I mean, yeah, because I know... Because you're getting a little bit up there in age. Well, you know, I've noticed that getting up and getting down from, you know stagnant positions i hear all this popping and cracking now and it's just like damn you know like it's funny now when you get up and people are like damn was that your knee or was that your ankle and it's like <laughs> and, and to me it's just like the it's norm not like yeah doesn't, <laughs> doesn't yours pop like that every time and like uh no you might want to get that checked out and it's like nah you know but man yeah i, I definitely need to look into something to like um, i think for me like more recovery stuff and yeah And, you know, I'm always down for something that'll help me sleep because I don't mess with, like, any kind of stuff like that only because I've had that experience with just something as simple Uh as as NyQuil where, you know, I wake up and it's 12 hours later and I still don't know where I'm at and I don't know how I got to work or... I want to get you some of those hypnos. I think I gave some to Ann,
1: our friend Ann. Yeah. And uh, she was like, are you sure? I said, I just gave her some. I said, here, try it. I promise you. Man, she told me the next day, she was like, holy, same experience I had. Man knocked me up, and I woke up feeling great. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what they're doing. I hope it's nothing illegal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. We, they're very you know oh, Jocko and Origin. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously going to be a great, uh, you know, great source. But oh, man, whatever they're doing, it's it's working. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, you know, I was uh, you sent me and a um,
0: couple of couple of black belts. Yeah,
1: you sent me and uh, uh, Professor Ari and Professor Keith message the other day, and, and it was a great question. I think what you asked was uh, if you could talk, if you could, why don't you phrase it? How would you put it? The best way so, put it?
0: the question was um, basically if you had a time machine and you could go back. So here it is. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give the white belt you? So again, we're talking about knowing what we know now. Mm-hmm. There was a way to go back and talk to your white belt self, you know what would you say? Because I got a response from Professor Keith Owens. I got one from Ari and our buddy Mr. Columbus as well. Oh, that's right, Mike. You want me to read theirs? Uh, Well,
1: you know, I was thinking about it and uh, what I was thinking about, I was actually thinking about on the right over here and what would I tell my white belt self? And I think I've talked about it before, but I think what I would tell myself is uh, get in the geek quicker the gi is this is my opinion. You learn so much more in the gi, you learn how to be so much more technical in the gi because the movements are so everything is by inches, um, and you have and you can rely less upon athleticism than you can in, in no gi. So, I would put myself in the gi quicker and spend more time in it because I didn't spend a lot of time in it when I first started. I did some, but I was spending a lot of time doing no gi and, and trying yeah. to play with MMA and shit like that. But, um dive into the gi more first and then be technique uh, focused because again I was younger you know I was I was I was athletic I think I'm still kind of athletic and uh, (laughs) and I would rely on that a lot and I really felt like that hurt me especially when I got to about mid blue belt level I realized my technique was trash compared to a lot of other people and I had to really start going, oh my gosh, I gotta really focus on like this, this me exploding and doing these things are not, it's not gonna keep working anymore. It's, it's just not. So I, I think I would tell myself be, be gi focused and uh, technique focused. And then like you always have athleticism and strength and stuff in the reserve if you need it for a competitive role, but the other things are gonna serve you so much better in the long run. That's, that's kind of how what I was thinking.
0: You know, when I first sent the question to you, I didn't really think too much about it. I, my my initial response was pretty quick, and it was, if I could go back to my white belt self, it was just one thing that I thought of, which was, um, be humble. That was the first thing I remember thinking, and it was a very straightforward answer. It was a very simple thing. I didn't put almost any thought into it, and it was just like, be humble, because I remember um, starting out thinking I was better than I was mm-hmm. and you're right you know early on you get away with a lot because you're going against people that are same level of you same athletic level for the most part because at least the way we came up you were not getting a lot of higher belts to roll with you you know mm-hmm. you if you got a blue belt to roll with you that was like a big deal you know and um, so the people you're training with you're you're pretty much on the same level and when you start having success it gets to your head and you think you're better than you really are. And I I've said this before, but you know, it you know, it was I'm to this day grateful to Chris Columbus, one of our buddies, that I learned really quick the importance of humility because I would make jokes at you and Phil and some of the other guys. Oh, yeah. Not thinking that some of the other blue belts would get offended by the things I was saying because you guys were like oh, my bullies. Yeah. But I didn't have a blue belt and y'all did and he did and I didn't realize at the time that It does. It's like a brotherhood, you know, it's like even though you and I were brothers There's a there's a different kind of brotherhood and bond between you and and Columbus at the time because you guys are both blue belts together I'm just the white blood running in my mouth and You know Chris reminded me real quick about how I wasn't shit and damn near broke my arm So when I first thought of the question that was my first response was just humility like keep your mouth shut you know train and just Keep your mouth shut. That was like the biggest right, thing. Right, And then I sat back after I, I i sent it to you. And then I read what, you know, Professor Keith had to say and, and Mike Columbus and Ari. And I put a little bit more thought into it. And I started thinking one of the other things I think that I, if I could go back and and tell myself would have been more along the lines of um, <clears throat> to remember that at the end of the day, um, black boats are just regular people like the rest of us mm. in the sense that they're not gods you know i would have told myself don't hero worship you know don't think that because a black belt said it is it's gospel um because i remember you know thinking you know when eric williams our, our first professor when he would walk into the room just what a presence he was and how intimidating he was and it was just like whatever he said was just like oh my god you know it's the gospel, you know? Yeah. And, and you didn't you didn't question it, you know, you just kind of, whatever he said, it, that's just the way it was. And, you know, um early on, I, that's how I felt like throughout my, when I first started Jiu-Jitsu was these black belts, they were like gods because look, here I am, uh, you know, a white belt that hasn't done anything. And then these guys have been black belts for years at that point when we met them. And, you know, that whole thing about hero worshiping black belts it leads down a whole bunch of other things where you know you you create this um this blind loyalty to to these instructors to your academy because when you first start off and if anybody's listening to this and you're a white or a blue belt, i guarantee you that there is nothing that i can say to you right now that would convince you that Your academy is not the best academy on the planet. Your instructor is the best instructor on the planet. And I know that for a fact because that's exactly how I felt when I was a white belt. And you couldn't tell me anything other than, you know, elite MMA at the time because Mm -hmm. that's where we started. And now looking back on it, it's just kind of like there's things that you see that just um, you didn't know what you didn't know at the time. You know, if... If you're in an environment where, you know, it's frowned upon where I want to go visit my buddy at another gym and, and that becomes a whole thing where we have to start and have a meeting about it and you're being told, you know, what what's going on or what are we not doing correctly here that you want to go outside of the gym and it's just like all these questions as a white boat, it's confusing because you're like, you're not thinking anything, you know, diabolical like that. You just want to go train with your buddy. Yeah. That's as simple as i remember it being in my mind like man i just want to go hang out with my buddies from other gyms and and see what they're doing and you know get on the mats with these guys and it just it turns into a thing so you know looking back on it now the main things i would i would tell you is like i said be humble um and then don't hero worship your instructors you know um whether it's right or wrong you know to put black belts or instructors on a pedestal or hold them to a higher standard, you know, that's debatable but at the end of the day like they're just like everyone else you know, you are paying for a service and if you're paying for that service at the end of the day there is there needs to be somewhat of that kind of uh, uh, merchant customer type of relationship on some mm-hmm. levels where it's like you don't get to tell me that I can't go train somewhere else you don't get to tell me that you know it is this way only because you said that at your academy like if if you're in an environment where you're kind of you're feeling suffocated and like you don't have any freedom and you, you don't have a voice then then something's wrong because at the end of the day remind yourself guys that this place or your academy does not exist without you the paying customer and i didn't think about things like that when i was a white belt i just thought that it was what it was and Man, you know looking back now at the different gyms. I've been to that I that I've actually trained at and then just visited It's just like it's very eye-opening to, to, to go back and be a white boat and be like man I was a fucking idiot like why did I think that you know, but it's like again when you first start off You don't know what you don't even know, you know, I think you bring up
1: and this could be a, a good This I think would be a great topic for for maybe the next podcast gym red flags because I think two of them are if there's hero worship of the professor at, at the that academy that's a big red flag that, that shouldn't be happening uh, and the other one is um, there's it's more than frowned upon but it's if you try to go train at another gym for because we all have friends that train at different yep. gyms and it's not just frowned upon but you have to do it in secret not take a picture yes. I think that's that's a red flag too because I think that's starting to create an unhealthy environment in that gym. I don't want to dive too deep into
0: the weeds
1: yeah. on that one, but I'd like to, I think we should address that on uh, the next one. That's a, that's a, that's a good topic. No, nah, it's
0: a good topic, and it's funny because uh, we could ruin a lot of people's days on, on, on uh, Sundays at open math with a lot of people. Lot of hey, pictures. hey, yeah. don't tag me. Uh, don't tag me. It's like, uh, oh, man. You're not lying about that one. But I'm going to read you what Professor Keats had to say on the, on the matter. He said, um, be on bottom all the time and get good from there. You know, and I thought about what he said because um, I'm on bottom all the time. <laughs> <Of course>.
1: Most <laughs> times, I just am the, there.
0: But it was a very simple answer, and I remember thinking like, "Well, that just seems like it's an, an oversimplification." But then I started thinking about it in that we always tell people, you know, part of jujitsu is being is learning how to be comfortable in very uncomfortable positions. And I know for me, as a white blue belt, I was getting murked in control, didn't know what the hell was going on. So what did I do? I started going and train at those six thirty classes with these giants. Everyone was over forty, or everyone was over two hundred and fifty pounds. It's about elite. Mm-hmm. I remember those classes. Remember the six thirty classes? Jesus Christ! And you remember those guys were because I, I would
1: come in off night shift sometimes and go and go train, and it was all these ginormous like offensive linemen yep. type guys. You know what I learned was how to keep them off of me. Like I, I learned, like, I got really good at putting my feet on hips and getting mm-hmm. grips and just. I couldn't do much with them other than keep distance. I mean, I was like a blue belt maybe at that time. So it was like just keeping distance. Oh, that was... <laughs> no, that was
0: that was a shit time because I did that for about six months. And I remember it was like, man, you know, getting stuck on the bottom behind under these guys. It was, um, you know, it's it's the weirdest thing. You, you start to mentally shut down. You start to panic, you know. You'll panic tap just from pressure, you know, or because you're feeling suffocated. And it's just like that's the thing that makes sense now when i look back and that's why when when i read it from professor keith owens it kind of makes sense that you better get good at being on the bottom if you want to survive in jiu jitsu when you first start because if you can feel comfortable knowing that you're not going to die you know mm-hmm. you're going to be okay you know it's like that was um like i said when i read it at first i was like well it's kind of overly simple he's and big then, on he's real
1: big on that he's he, he's very big on uh I'm not surprised that was his advice because he's a real big on um, putting yourself in positions of disadvantage and learning how to, to get out of those. I, I like to do that too. It's fun. Um, it's all, you know, depending on the belt level of the person or the skill level of the person, the, to see the, uh, the the look of defeat on someone's face. When yeah. You give them like the best position they could possibly have. <laughs> and then within like 15, 20 seconds, you've reversed the position yeah. or
0: at least nullified it. And just to see, I look like, <sighs> I don't know. So I'll read you another one. Uh, Professor Mike Columbus, he said, don't just learn moves step by step. Understand what you're trying to accomplish first. And I and I read that and I kind of got to thinking about what where he was going with that. And it kind of, um, you know, it, it's true a lot of times that you, you'll, as a white you'll learn a move. But you, you know, it's like you don't really understand why you're doing the move mm-hmm. or kind of get the overall picture of it. And... Um, it made sense, you know, because I, I started thinking about like like how we were, well, how, how it was for me when I first started. It was just kind of like on the simplest way to kind of break down what what Mike made me think about was. I remember doing warm ups as a white belt, and I remember doing bear crawls, mm-hmm. and this is a very this one always stood out to me. I remember doing bear crawls and always thinking, "Why the fuck are we doing? What, what does this have to do with jiu-jitsu? Because mm-hmm. you know, the more you learned about jujitsu, the more I thought. Some of the warm-ups that we would do, they make sense. They're applicable. You know, if I do a hip escape, everything about jiu-jitsu is about hip escaping, right? But if I'm doing a bear crawl, it's like, what the fuck does a bear crawl have to do with anything? And then it wasn't until like, man, I had to be in late blue, but where we were working some technique and they were showing that when somebody gets a hold of your leg, you know, you turn and you either just run or, you know, you do the kick out. Or there was a technique shown where if you go over the top of somebody that's trying to get under you like in an X car and they bring you over the top and you plant your hands down and you can start to run away. And that was the first time I ever saw a fucking bear crawl. I'm like, is a bear crawl, son of a bitch, I there's the bear it. crawl. Right, but but see, that's the thing. Like you, you learn in a way where it's like, this is the move, go do it, but you don't understand like why this is, why mm. we're doing this move. Like, where does this lead us? You know, what's the bigger picture? And like I said, when I read when when I, when I when I read Mike's, it was kind of like, ah, okay, I see. I, I connected the dots more on the warm-ups because there's a lot of warm-ups that we would do that never, ever made sense to me. Morse warm-ups, you can kind of tie in, but a lot of these I was like, huh? And nobody takes the time to explain to you, like, well, you do a bear crawl for this reason. Or you do you do an alligator um you know, or you. some people call them Spider-Mans. You do that because it helps to develop the right mechanics of, you know, keeping pressure when you're in I just thought we'd just get our
1: bodies warm. and So we'd start training. That's all I thought Nah, of see, for me, my I was whole, like... The whole everything I've ever done, like, in the military, we did warm-ups before we did our running and stuff, and everything. It's always been, like, football, sports. You always do, like, these warm-ups to get your body ready to do what you're going to do. So I just, I never put... You see, that's just you. you just, you're so damn analytical. I, yeah. I just like okay, let's do it. I'm such a fucking follower, like from my paramilitary background, I'm like, all right, that's what we gotta do. Okay, let's do it. Da, 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 da. What's next? Okay. Da, 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 da.
0: <laughs> and then I'll read you the last one for my buddy Ari. You know Ari's your got buddy, something Ari. to say. My buddy Ari. He said I would tell the white belt me to stay the course. There will be people in your path that believe they are the chosen ones. Funny enough, we were just talking about hero worshiping, right? That they alone have all the answers to jujitsu. They will tell you how horrible you are, your affiliation or your teachers. They will try to turn you to the other side. They will brainwash you and tell you that the only black belts to compete are legit, which is funny because we've had that conversation yeah. about Do you have to be a, a legit black fact. They'll tell you that testing is stupid, that speed and strength are more important than technique. Those who carry the mantle, um, those who carry the mantle, will profess they are pure, and and have, and and ethical. You soon find out that's all bullshit. Find your vibe, and you will find your tribe. So one thing, real quick. This is the problem with philosophy uh, majors. <laughs> Between him and
1: John Danaher, and already I love you, but man, they will give you a. Super long, freaking, and that's good stuff. By the way, that's great stuff. But man, philosophy majors will take—they'll take a sentence and turn it into a thesis uh, without even trying. But But he touched stuff.
0: He touched on a lot of great points, things that kind of we kind of touched on as well. Which, again, you know, the chosen ones—that's kind of his way, in my opinion, of just or my interpretation of talking about like the hero worship thing. You know. people we just talked about this telling you how horrible you are your affiliation right again when you're at your first gym nobody can tell you that your gym is not the absolute best one and you don't know shit right because you've never trained anybody else you're homegrown at one particular gym Mm -hmm. that you walked into and you know hopefully you get lucky and you and you and you find that perfect gym um but you know you don't know what you don't know and then um we, again, the whole black belt thing, we talked about this a few times. I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast, but a lot of people do feel like if you walk into an academy and there's not, you know, a thousand medals and, you know, you competed here and you competed that, well, then you're not really qualified to be an instructor or you're not a good instructor because yeah. how can you be teaching someone to be a competitor if that's the route that they want to take mm-hmm. and they've never competed themselves or they've never had success at the competition level, you know, mm-hmm. and you could argue that all day, you know. Um... I think the best thing, if since since you're kind of uh, since we're talking about Ari, find your vibe and you'll find your tribe. You know, I
1: agree with that. Gyms, all gyms have different vibes, and, and we've both trained at a lot of different gyms, and um, yeah, I, I, there's something about finding the right gym. Like I remember when I left Elite, um, I went, I tried a couple of different gyms out, and I ended up going to the, the Grace uh, Professor Brian's Gracie Baja. And it was it was okay. It was it was first of all, great. Professor Opiano was a really good instructor, and that's one of the things that really brought me in there. And the students were all very technical, um, so I enjoyed training there. And then when, when Professor Brian opened up here in Sugarland, I immediately followed. And you know we were here when we laid down the mats and all yeah. that stuff. And it's been a good vibe ever since. It's definitely been more uh, my style. And uh, yeah, I agree. If you're in a gym where you're a little uncomfortable. It's it's okay to look around like it's your like you said it's your money. This is your journey Find a place that fits you, you know, you'll find it There's there's, there's gonna be a gym that that fits you that the, your style jujitsu or or your I should not even your style jujitsu but just fits your lifestyle, you know,
0: yeah, and I think that's that's the tough thing, you know, it's and and Earlier I said homegrown and I think that's what happens to a lot of people is they walk into one gym, you know they sign up and then they don't, they just think that that's just the way, the truth and the light, you know, because mm-hmm. they've never experienced anything else. And I always try to keep it simple and I'll say, you know, well, how do you know you like vanilla if you've never had chocolate, you know, or vice versa? It's kind of like, you have to have something to compare it to. Mm-hmm. And that's why, if, if you're training somewhere, you have to go to open mats, you know, if you've got buddies in the community because that happens very fast once you start training jiu-jitsu is you start meeting people online or at tournaments or at open mats like a bunch of opportunities will open up to you where you can go and train at other people's academies and then you'll start to see like man i really like this about this instructor yeah. or i really like this about this gym you know and i think that those same insecurities are why people always get weird certain instructors get weird about you cross training because they're worried they're gonna lose students. And I always kind of thought that was that was just bananas, because I'm like, man, if you've got a great product, then nobody's gonna leave, you know. If people buy into you and they believe in you and you've got a great product and you and you know, you've got great jiu-jitsu and, and a great academy and a and, and a great environment, then who gives a shit if one of your students wants to go visit his buddy down the street or go to an open mat? Like you shouldn't feel threatened. If you feel threatened, then something is wrong with your jiu-jitsu or your academy because you shouldn't feel that worked up about something as small as that. And that's why I think like the important thing now is if we're gonna go back and talk to ourselves as white boats, that would be the main thing is be humble and go train at other places, man, because yeah. how can you know that you're at the best environment if you don't know? You know, you may train planet. at a different gym and go, wow,
1: I, I kinda like the vibe here better. Um, i may even like the people there better i may like the professor better and that's okay man like i, I I'm, I'm a huge proponent of that bro it is it's your money it's your journey F- don't feel like you are there's a weird thing where at a certain level you're not supposed to leave a gym i right. guess because the the cruanci or cranch or whatever a trader type thing but that kind of comes from Brazil and i don't i don't think that's very american because i it's not about being a traitor. This is this is your this is your journey. So if you find a place that better fits you, and will serve you better to get you to your goals in jujitsu or or get you um, further along in your journey to where you want to be, like you should leave. I think even at black belt level, that's okay. And I, I know that's probably controversial to say, but I just I don't think nobody you don't owe anybody your full allegiance. Who's not Giving you the same in return. Yeah. So if if you're if you're at a school where they're dedicated to you as you are dedicated to them, then yes, I that's I think you should show some loyalty there. Uh, but they're dedicated to you, so you should be getting what you need. But if you got a school that's really not that dedicated, it's not you're not they're not truly dedicated to you, or whatever level you're at, and you find a school that can serve that better, or would appreciate you more, or would uh, be more dedicated to you, I, I think that you're. You're doing a disservice to yourself as an individual by not going for that. You you, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. You shouldn't. You shouldn't sacrifice. It's not marriage. You shouldn't sacrifice. Um. You shouldn't have to compromise that to stay there. You know what I'm saying? This is your personal journey. You need to go what ser- what suits you serves you best. You know.
0: Yeah. And you know what? You bring up another topic that maybe we can talk about next week is. Um, you know this whole thing where you get people that cross train a lot, and they have a membership here, but then they also have a punch card there. Yeah. And then you go to a tournament, and it's like, okay, so whose flag are you flying? Are you with us? Are you with them? You know, so that's another thing that um, I'll talk to you about that, that next That's week. a good,
1: because that starts to get a little murky, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's not really, and that's not what like, I was kind of
0: saying. So that's that's a, that makes it a little
1: murkier. Um, I do. I do think you should have a home school, and it's okay to cross train in other places. I mean, it's it's good to cross train, but you should have a home school that's your yeah. that's your school. So, yeah, I uh, agree. That's, a good, that's another but we'll, good time. We'll talk. We'll get into that one next week. Uh,
0: so, how about uh, we've
1: we'll been kind of addressing white belts a little bit already, but let's. Uh, I think some of the stuff we talked about kind of goes for everybody, um, but. Uh, so I think it's time for our dear white belt segment. Oh my god! All right, so this, is, uh, this is I think this is everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> you know right. what? I think I think it's like the upper belts like to go, yeah, you dumb, fucks. and the white belts are like, oh, I didn't know I was I supposed know to do that. that. <laughs> what? I finally, I'm not
0: you. supposed to take sandals onto the mats. Uh, I mean, oh, I'm supposed man. to wear
1: shoes when I go to the bathroom.
0: All right, so I've got one for you, dear white belt. If you're rolling and you're at, let's say, an open mat or maybe it's no-gi and you're around people that you don't know. And somebody taps you or asks you to move over, uh, go ahead and move. Don't size them up and down. Don't try to look around to what see... If, wait, 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 wait. What if
1: I'm close to a submission?
0: I wouldn't give a shit if you were in a full-on submission. If I ask you to move get your shit and slide over to the next square. Do you hear did you hear that white belts? Um you don't need to size me up. You don't need to look down to find my belt rank, especially if it's no gi it gets a little bit weird cuz you know everyone's in no gi. And here's why white belts in the history of jujitsu another white belt will never ever ask you to move when you're about to crash into them because white belts and blue belts, you're busy having the world championship match of your life. (laughs) This is the absolute world title in your mind. So the last thing you're doing is actually being conscious of your surroundings. So the odds that another lower belt is gonna ask you to be safe, respect everyone's space and not crash into them will never happen the (laughs) only people that will ever tell you to slow down and move your ass to the next square so you don't kick me in the face is going to be an upper rank i can guarantee you that shit you don't have to you know ask around about it trust me when i tell you a lower belt will never ask a lower belt to move because you're in a full-on death match so dear white belt If you see somebody else and you're not sure and they say something to you, believe me, they're doing it out of their best intentions. They want you to be safe. We want to be safe. Don't eyeball them. Don't look around. Don't ask who that person is. Trust me, just slide your dumb ass over so nobody else gets kicked in the face. All right? Oh, Have you had this
1: happen? Oh, yeah. When you you get
0: those looks like, oh, wait a minute. You know...
1: (laughs) It's, it's, it kind of bleeds into the unwritten rules oh. of jujitsu, you know, where if you're on the mat, it's like, look, if you're a black belt, you've got priority. Now, if you're a black belt rolling with a lower belt and then you run into two black belts, which sometimes happens at our school, because yeah. we have a few black belts, then look, then you move. Yeah. Or if it's a, out of the black belt that ranks you, you move. But that's, that doesn't happen to 90% of the time when, if you and me are bumping into somebody, I, unless it's Professor Brian, they need, they need to move. Right. That's to, or now I guess Professor Joe, but uh, that's about uh, another ninety percent of the time you need to move. But I have had that happen where I'm, I'm bumping into somebody and I look over and they're they're looking at me like I should move. Yes, that's the and, best uh, and one. And I'm like, I mean, are you are you guys kidding? Like, I don't care that you're in that that shitty ass triangle. Like, <laughs> it's never like gonna that, work. That well, it might work because the other guy doesn't know how to freaking deal with it anyway. It might tap out of fear. Um, Or whatever's happening with your with your role, you know, you you kind of move, man. You haven't earned you haven't earned that time. I've always said you you have to earn your place at the table. It's 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 something I like to I like to say about certain things. You got to do your time and earn your place at the table. And that's one of those things. We've done our time. We've earned our place at that table. So when we're rolling, we have priority.
0: Dude, and I think you said it best because a lot of times like when that happens where you're in a good position and then they and you look up and they think they're in a good position and you make eye contact. It's always that weird eye contact like when you get to the stop sign and everybody got there <laughs> yeah. at the same time. So everyone's looking around first. like, well, hey, boy, I got here first, but you're on my right side. So do you have the right of way? And it, it gets super weird and everybody tries to go. And now you got a four-way pileup, you know, but that's, that's the same look when I've been in like a dominant position and and I'll look over, and they'll look at me, and it's just like, "Am I moving? Or are you moving?" It's no, you're misreading my look. My look is move your ass so we don't crash into each other, you know. But that's <laughs> that look, that that stop sign look, man. Don't so white Boats, don't give me the stop sign look. Just gather up your things and slide over, and everybody can keep rolling yes. happily ever after, guys. Uh, well, so. I think uh, maybe like. That-
1: We should close it in on that
0: note. It's a pretty good one to close it in on. Um,
1: So, all right. Well, well, this will be up pretty soon. And um, we did a little thing where I think we're going to have our iTunes and Anchor and and all that up as well. So I'm going to play with that here in a minute. and. Uh, till next week, I think next week we got some good topics to talk about. Yep. I'm sure something will pop up. Or we're training this week, we'll be like, oh, right. it'll be some white belt did something, and it'll become our dear white belt segment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, as usual, if you guys see us and you got uh, something we want you want to talk us to talk about, or uh, you want to shoot us a message, feel free. We're on uh, got our Instagram page. I think most of you guys are following that. Um, probably should make a Facebook page at some point.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway, I'll let you do all that i'm still trying to figure out how to work my instagram so well you still yeah this is, this is true so all right guys well that does it for this week and i uh, hope you enjoyed it and uh, we will see you guys next week so any final words
0: nope keep training guys I
1: right. us. Awesome. wait did i just say us? Awesome?
0: you did He's oh awesome. my god so it's
1: s- oh so let's talk. that's another topic for next week if you should, if you should even say that, which I normally never say that, so I don't know why I just did that. So I apologize to the entire Jiu-Jitsu community for, for that <laughs> right now. So we're gonna end it before I say something else that's stupid. Yeah. Hit the stop
0: button. Ow. I believe I said lost. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I gotta go.